Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Recession Podcast with yours truly, Jeezy, is a production of Black Effect and iHeartRadio. This is Jeezy, Grammy-nominated urban philosopher, philanthropist, and entrepreneur. And this is my show, The Recession Podcast. For years, I used my music to highlight the struggles and issues facing this country, the economy, politics, protests, mental health, and more. And now, strong voices are more important than ever before. On this show, I will speak to powerful people from all walks of life to have real conversations about change, perseverance, and hope. And each episode will feature a sample of a song from my new album, The Recession 2. So without further ado, let's begin The Recession Podcast. Let's get it. There's no doubt that last week was absolutely crazy. Pro-Trump rioters broke into the Capitol building. Imagine that. Trying to stop votes from being certified into a presidential election. Wow. Today we're going to talk about it with my friend, Ari Melbourne. That's right. He's an attorney, a chief legal correspondent for MSNBC. He's also the host of The Beat with Ari Melbourne. But before we get started, let's get into a song that inspired this from our album, The Recession 2, and it's entitled, Here We Go, because it's on now, 2021. Let's get it. Here we go. Chopper hold them 50s by the dough. Bitch, I got blue hundreds on the floor. Arm and hammer run, I'm at the stove. Sick of nightmares, I'm being poked. That's evil like a smelling on your shirt. That's cut, cause I can smell it on the Ari Melba, how you feeling, brother? I'm all right. It's great to be with you. Uh, I've interviewed you, and now uh, now the tables have turned. Turn, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. I love it, though. It, and it's good, though, because I, I appreciate you um, having me on the show, and I, and I watch what you do, and it's just like, you know, when you shot me out on IG, everybody hit me like, uh-oh, he had it again. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you invited to all the cookouts, by the way. You just let me know which one you want to pull up at when this pandemic is over. Um, but I just appreciate the love and I appreciate, you know, you being uh, a supporter of what I do and, and also bringing me into your world and, and, and letting me um, speak for my culture. So shout out to you for that. Thank you. And thank you for stopping appreciate by the podcast. That. And, um, you know, so happy new year, you know, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, it sounds like you got a lot of things going. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to start, you know, and, and, and this is like, no, this is random order. So. Uh, there's a lot of things that's going on in this world right now, and and especially our country. And um, what, what do you think the state of our country is right now? Like, what, what what do you think is like in layman's terms? Like, tell me what you see so I can tell you what I think. You know what I'm saying? We are living through this tremendous change 
uh, and a very angry and racist backlash to the change. So mm. both things are true. Way more okay. people stood up for change in November. And then I don't have to tell you again in, in Georgia. Correct. And that is numerically larger than what is still a large and emergency crisis for the United States, which is this, this racist insurrection. Uh, you used to be, if you said insurrection a few years back, you sounded fringe. Mm. That's literally what it is. And as you know, a lot of people have warned about this for a long time, whether we can see clearly what's going on in America. So I think both things are true. I mean, we're speaking here on a Monday coming out of Wednesday's terrorism, right. Wednesday's attacks. Right. right. And right. oh, and you would you would you would label it an attack? Terrorism. I you, think you would label it that. Well, some of it was speech, some of it was march, some of it was violence, mm. some of it was violence perpetuated with a political goal to terrorize. So some of it was looks like terrorism. Now, as a lawyer, I could tell you everyone is legally innocent till proven guilty. Everyone has their rights. Right. Um, right. But the crimes we saw range from trespassing to uh, to what you would charge on was murder, attempted murder, and 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 potentially terror. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gets it gets real once people uh, actually get hurt. Um, well, we're, we're kind of jumping around since you said it like that. What what would one's goal be to even incite something like that? Like, what what you think is a fear tactic? And and if it is, like, do you think that that was going to change uh, the ballots and the way people saw the votes and the recounts and 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 the changing of offices? Like, how does that how does that work? I think the two main things were overthrowing the election and this racist backlash. Overthrowing the election, you don't need a lawyer or a journalist. You just see it. You just see you have an incumbent president, Donald Trump, mm, mm. who doesn't concede, doesn't accept the reality, and is doing a bunch of different things, whether they all cross the line or not, maybe a, a legal question, but he's doing a bunch of different things to try to overturn the election and stay in power if he could. Mm. And, and that's wow. really real. It's so heavy. It's hard for not, I think it can be hard for everyone to accept that. Number two is, you know, we're, you know, you could tell us what you see in Georgia, but I don't think it's a coincidence that as Georgia expels its two Republican senators, puts in two mm. Democrats, one of whom right. happens to be black, one of whom happens to be Jewish. And you have people mar marching into that Capitol, trespassing, committing crimes, attacking police. Uh, you know, there were, you know, what, what some call black Twitter, right? On black Twitter, you had people being like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna attack the police while waving a blue lives matter flag? Well, well, the craziest thing is the fact that you can even put attack the police in the same sentence as that because you know it, where I'm standing when those things happen even in our neighborhoods you know they they call in full force I mean everything but the SWAT sometimes right now we're, we're, we're talking politics it's it's a subject that I try to stay as far away from as I can because I'm not a politician and I do understand there's a lot of games that's being played in the mix but but jumping around politics seem like it should be everybody's business right now. If you black, white, green, mm -hmm. yellow, orange, you know, it's like you almost got to sit back and watch what's going on because you'll get lost because all these different things are happening in real time. And when you hear impeach, you know, you think that means you're out of here. But this is like the second time they're about to try to impeach this guy. And you're like, okay, well, what happened the first time? And it's just like, I just think there's so many things that the culture doesn't understand about politics because we never seen anything play out like this. We always used to being... Um, on the victimized side, mm. and it's just like I saw this this uh, video that this guy was standing on the porch in D.C. and he was calling them traitors, and he was saying if this was Black Lives Matters, there would be tanks all up and down Lincoln Boulevard or or, 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 or Philadelphia Boulevard, whatever the boulevard he was saying that they was on. And I agree because it's just like you know when we had our situations and and and, and we marched and and they came and pepper sprayed and did everything but drop a bomb and he went to the church and got the bible and did the whole thing and they didn't approve of that you know that was him incite, inciting something then it was almost he was trying to show us that he wasn't scared and 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 he, as he shouldn't be but then you turn around and now you put your goons to run in the capitol building but i'm like okay so i'm watching and i'm looking but i'm like 
what's the reason for that? Like, what's the reason for the Capitol building? Because if my people were marching, we gonna just stay on the street. We don't want to go in the Capitol because we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what that means. So I want you to explain to me in lamest terms what he's thinking or what was the reason why they wanted to, 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 to go to the Capitol building to show their presence. Number one, I always try to deal in facts, right? And I go out on the news. Okay. I've had a lot of Trump supporters on. I interview different people. There are legitimate views out across the spectrum. You have to deal with people you disagree with. Right. But we're also dealing here with crime and we're dealing with murder. So we, we're in a tough spot in terms of how much credence you give the people who just, what they're really doing is providing now their legal defense because they are accused of really heinous crimes. As mm. for the disparity, uh, on the beat on MSNBC, we ran these numbers on Thursday. So that was the first day after this incident. And we went through how on a single day in Washington, D.C., during Black Lives Matter protests last year, when nobody breached the Capitol, right. nobody was murdered, let alone, you know, the insurrection, uh, black activists and others, because let's remember, of course, that a lot of these protests, there it's a diverse crowd, but it's a Black Lives Matter protest, were arrested at six times the rate of the mm. individuals in what we saw Wednesday. So that, wow. that, that right there, for anyone who says, well, wait a minute, show me the facts. I don't just want to hear, you know, claims or, or criticism. That's a fact. And that's the same city with the same type of law enforcement. Right. That's the capital. Capital area. Right. Totally different right. treatment. To say nothing of all the larger, the larger trends we have. So I think, number one, who controls federal law enforcement in Washington, D.C. right now? The Trump administration. Right. Uh. There's supposed to be independence. There's supposed to be layers. But at the end of the day, when you go up that line, up the FBI, up the National Guard in D.C., up the feds, you get to people who are appointed by Donald Trump and you get to the fact that Donald Trump went and spoke that day and told those people were marching on the Capitol and then they they took him literally. So mm. there's a lot of disparity there that goes to the law enforcement. Now, that doesn't mean all officers or anything like that. Indeed, we've been right. reporting on and showing videos of both areas where they were overwhelmed, areas where they were trying to hold the line, but they may not have had the advancement, the, the, the support they would have in other scenarios. And then you go to, and we showed video of this too. We have officers from other incidents where we have activists with their hands up, black activists peacefully assembled in the lawful right. place, not trespassing, right. mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're billy club or worse. Right. So we right. All, we're all living through this. Now, again, it's my job to say, not, you can't, I can't tell you anything about every police officer any more right. than I could tell you anything about every person, every Jewish person, every black person, every white person, right? But when I put the trends and the statistics together, there's disparate treatment, there's systemic racism. Everyone saw the differences on Wednesday. And then I guess right. the other question you ask is, what are these people trying to do? Some of them may have wanted to come peacefully assemble, which is their right. But some of right. them stormed the seat of government, of democracy, demanding a dictatorship demanding their person be in power, even though he lost the election. That's where mm, we are. Mm, that's, and that sounds like a, a, a dictator's behavior. Um, anytime you, and, and I, I saw what he was saying about um, his, his former, well, after next week, um, vice president. And it's just like, I, my question is now, do, 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 do businessmen make great presidents? Because in business, you can be tough like that. You know, you can you can really, you know, use your muscle when it comes to getting things done, um, whether it is pressing somebody or, 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 or blackmailing them or whatever it is. But it's almost like with this situation, like the recount in Georgia. And it's crazy because my city, my state has a lot to do with, um, you know, what's going on now. Those two Senate seats and the runoff. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but just watching that and, and just knowing how wholesome of a, you know, state this is like we don't cheat <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? We, don't, we don't even cheat on our taxes <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like we just that's just who we are but like we just wholesome and everybody really got out and voted like i saw it you know our our, our, our um our early voting numbers was up um on, on both races um people were really out in full force and you can feel the energy in the city and for him to come and just discredit that and say they changed the machines and all these different things 
you know, that says a lot about his character. And I'm not here to bash, but I, I, I watched a little short snippet of how he was brought up and the things that he went through. And it all makes sense because he was brought up in a way that he feels uh, superior to any situation. And then if he doesn't feel superior, he has excuses, but he was raised that way. So you can't really fault him, but you can't pull the wool over the whole world's eyes at one time. And my question to you is like, what do other countries think about what we're going through right now? Like, this is America. Like, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, you think somebody sit back like, damn, the Capitol building is that easy to get in? Like, hmm, you know, it, it just seems a little flaky. Well, number one, those people who went in there exposed a, a real vulnerability for us because that's a terror target. You know, right, right, we're going to have an right. inauguration. We're going to have a State of the Union. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, unfortunately, at least on that day, you could have a little you know, protest and then have people go inside it and, and march right through and get in. So that's a vulnerability. That's a national security concern, one. Um, mm. Two, I think America is like any nation full of all of its complexity and diversity. And we have much Mm. to be proud of. And there's a reason why we're a great world power and why many people echo us from our our governmental system, which is still with all of its flaws has still held up better than many. There's a reason why even as you and I talk right now, amidst all this, we have some confidence that the United States military is not just going to swing and take over. The military right. is is stronger and more independent than than Donald Trump or his supporters or any of that right now. We had every Secretary of Defense and both parties come up and say that. There are countries where they're, they're not that strong. So that's some good stuff. Then we have some real, real problems. And I think around the world, they're seeing this. How many lectures have, have different presidents tried to give other countries about democracy right. or civil society or whatever? And you saw this, this is an embarrassment. I think it is an international humiliation, um, both for what happened and reinforced by the fact that what happened was, was not some isolated fringe element, but was cheered on by the yeah. sitting president of the United States. <clears throat> I think it's gonna take time for us in the world to even right. uh, accept that. I've, I've been on stage before and was like, you know, Fuck that. We ain't leaving here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and been arrested for inciting a riot. And I, and that was in a club on a stage. So, <laughs> so imagine getting up there and saying, and, and it's just like, I say again, you know, we are imperfect leaders. And, and I think that you have to really look at people's values and their morals and their moral compass and their integrity when it comes to leadership. And everybody shouldn't lead. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's great to do business. You know, you can bring a guy in who could take the company from, you know, from zero to 100, you know, real quick. But that doesn't mean that he has the the um, people skills or the leadership yeah. skills to lead. Are you and, quoting and Drake I, on purpose? No, 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 no. It's just what I. <laughs> you said zero to 100 real 200, quick. Real quick. Real quick. Uh, real quick. Real quick. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're great leaders. And right. I just think that, you know, now when you start talking about and, and a lot of people beg to differ when you say Barack Obama and these things. But I don't know what the economy did when he was in, but I do know culturally and in and, and world worldwide, people just saw a calmer um place. Like the the, the United States was a place where there was empathy and and and, and people felt for the people mm. and it was just like you know, okay, we, we got to look out for one another. We got to take care of one another. And sometimes my uncle always told me, like, all money ain't good money. So the money might come, but the turmoil behind it might not be worth it. And so everybody could beg the difference that when Trump was in office that, that you know, the money was flowing. People It was less um, poverty and all these different things. But the turmoil behind it and the integrity that we stand on, I think it's been compromised. And and when you sit back and look at it, it's just like it was it, it's a pandemic. We don't have a handle on this. People's lives have shifted, you know, and, and, and people have pivoted so many times trying to find other ways to um to to be uh productive and, and, and to keep their families intact. Then you have, you know, clearly that wasn't handled right. Now you have a whole uh um if you've not seen it before, we almost had a civil war happen right before our eyes. You know, and, and people are being slain in the streets, and that's all under your watch. And now, on your way out, 
you cause all this turmoil and we all got to sit here and watch your clan and your your uh your cult and we sit there and we watch this and we go damn like and, and that's why i want to talk to you is like where do we go from here because it's just like now we're going into a new regime um we're still in a pandemic um we, we're we're dealing with racism i mean it's right there in our face and now the the, the world will, as we know it is is split down the middle for real because now we know that there's a possibility that these people can be violent and that, you know, it doesn't stop there. And when you said in the beginning, when I, you said terrorist, that was a real term for me because that means that you'll do anything, you know, even in the dark to get your point across if you're not happy with how things played out. So, like, where do we go from here as a country? Mm. I mean, uh, Jeezy, I think you, you're asking the right question. I mean, the short answer is I don't know. Okay. You know, I mean, I part of what I get to do in my work is I do talk to these people. So I get to talk to people in Congress and activists and leaders and thinkers. So I listen to all of them. I don't know. But I think that because we're in a time of profound conflict, it, it will be very important for the country to navigate that conflict. So if there are double standards like we just were discussing earlier and race and other ways or, or political double standards, um, then you don't have accountability. So I, I think mm. one of the big questions is at the narrowest level, what happens on Wednesday? If I tell you there were literally less arrests with a multi-hour crime scene yeah. on TV, is there pressure to change right. that? Then when the new government comes in, because that's part of what this was about, this was a criminal act to try to prevent that which the people across the country chose, that which the people of Georgia chose, that which all of this, mm. right? Donald Trump was on the phone a week before this riot, yeah. you know, trying to use all of his power to hit these that. Georgia <clears throat> officials, lie about what happened. He I said, just that. find me. He, he didn't, if you, I listened to the whole call as part of my job, right? He says, you know, I, it's 11,000 votes. It's, just find, just get, find me the votes. Right. That doesn't, that, that's just, doesn't mean find the votes like they exist. That just means, Let's cancel whatever cancel you got to do. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then so so I think there's going to be real questions about what does that accountability look like? And we're living in a mm. time where people have different facts. Now, if you have the same facts and you watch the same video and you say. This person beat an officer to death. OK, shouldn't matter whether they were white or black in that instance. Right. They beat an officer to death. Right. This person is an identified Trump supporter. This person responded to Trump's tweet saying, come in January 6th, it'll be wild. Right. When you excuse me, when you add that all up, you have to have a fact. And then what do you do about the fact? We're living in a society now where everything I just said to you, which is on video, which is provable. Right. Mm. We've got a lot of people who won't acknowledge and see the first fact. They'll say, but that wasn't really what happened. That's fake news. Or there were members of Congress. Uh, falsely trying to suggest that maybe those weren't uh, these right wing Trump supporters, but they were. That that, that was it. It was not a Trump the, the riot. The people that storm, but it wow. was. And the Associated Press today wow. has an exhaustive accounting again because there's things we don't know. You could say how you know how did the earth how did the earth of the universe really start? You weren't there. Who really knows? Right. Says, well, here's right, my religious right, right. story. Someone else says, well, here's my science story. Mm -hmm. But we weren't there. That's like a bigger debate, right? But like. Right. Here's this person. Here's their name. Here's their address. Here's their social media. Here's their support for Trump. The AP mm. has a story documenting all that. So we have members of Congress in government. We have other types of media. So if you can't agree on the first fact, Jeezy, right, if you, then you have no ability to get to accountability. If somebody's sitting in Georgia or wherever and they go, I heard it wasn't Trump supporters. Right. I heard it was people trying to make right. Trump supporters look bad. Right. Which, by the way, is an admission that they know this was indefensible, right? Sometimes mm. Trump was doing things and people would say, well, he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's wild. He's brazy. You know, I like it. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, he's I brazy. Like it, you know, <laughs> and now you got people going, oh, uh, that wasn't us. Yes, it was. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's, it is crazy because he, he sat there and he went in and, um, and, and and I can't lie, like when I look at his supporters and just look at who they are and where they come from, Arkansas, Alabama, you know, it, it's a deep rooted thing with them. And they love this guy. 
like for what it's worth, they like they really believe in what he says, what he thinks, and they're fans to 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 to, to from where I'm standing. Like they're not they're really fans of what he does. And the thing I can say about him is he's straightforward. Like he's transparent. Like he lets you know mm. the bullshit he's on off the rip. So you got to respect that at least. And I think that's what they respect about him. They feel like he's he's a fighter, but. I, I wonder now how they feel because he had to come out. He didn't take any accountability, which is not a leader thing to do. But um, he basically said, you know, you guys were wrong and, you know, this this is bad and we got to all get along. And it's just like, does that does that tarnish, you know, this this thing that you built with people that they feel like you can point a finger? Because even when I listened to his son and he was like, yo, um, if you don't support my dad, we'll be in your backyard. That sound like some mm-hmm. mafia shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they really, they really cut like that, you know, from, from where I'm standing. And, you know, I look at that and I'm like, damn. So now these people have done what they did. You know, of course it cost some lives. Um, and, and we send our condolences out there. Um, but it's like, okay, now you get out of this position of leadership and you just tarnish what little bit of legacy you had and you relinquish your power. And, you know, I got to wonder, you know, I don't know what kind of charges this guy got coming, but I, it almost feels like to me, like, shit, that's why he's fighting. He's not fighting for the people. He's fighting to stay in power because once they pull that, 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 that bulletproof shield off of him, he, 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 he's an exempt to anything that comes. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's why I feel like he's scrambling because it's almost like, shit, if I, if I'm not in power, and they start pulling all these things up on me, like what happens? You, you think he's trying to protect himself, or you feel like you know he he really feel like he did a great job? He's the best thing. And I know you can't answer it for him, but I'm just saying the lamest terms for us. I bet he knows he's in more legal jeopardy today than he was last week. Got it. And he's canny. Okay. That makes and a lot of sense. He's been his way around a lot of things. I mean, sooner or later we're gonna have to get to some bars, Jeezy, even in the serious mm. portion of this conversation. A lot of people feel like Trump's been getting away with everything to the end. He got away, he got away, he keeps getting away. You know, right? this ain't the first time we've seen someone get away with things for a long time in the world. Mob deep, right? crime pays, but for how long until you reach your downfall? Mm. And some people fall early and some people make it a long way, but for how long? Mm. Right. He may ultimately face more legal accountability. He certainly will have less power than he does right now. There are legal reasons why he'll have more exposure because when you're president, the DOJ says you can't even really be indicted. It's not, it's not a law, but that's what they say. But when you're not president, you can be, that's why Richard Nixon wanted that pardon. That's why he didn't Mm. want the pardon because he thought, well, I'm the ex president. I'm good. He wanted the pardon because he was like, I'm not president anymore and anything could happen. So that is one thing. Second, you said something about how do people feel now if they liked his honesty before, they like this and that. Donald Trump is America's tequila. Tequila. You have a little bit of it, you might start feeling yourself. You have Mm, too much of it, you're out of pocket. (laughs) And if you have way more of it, you wake up the next day and you go, like, what did we do? What the hell? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I have plenty of those nights. (laughs) So it's like funny but serious where I do think there's some people who are going to be ride or die to the end. Fine. But there's other people in America who, and this kind of doubles back to what you said about uh, the where do we go, Jeezy. It's like there may be other people who are like, Wow. On that bender, America got way louder and angrier and more racist, got way more authoritarian. Now, that mm. happened. Well, that can never be denied. That's wrong. But just like with tequila, some, some parts of America, some people might say, they might say they now see more than they realize, mm. or they see the hate, mm. but they don't want to be that today. So right. that, that, that's incumbent upon them. It's not our job, your job, someone else's job, it's on them to figure out, do they want to say, well, what they said and did and supported on that bender was wrong. Right. They don't want to be about that hate anymore. Or there's some people who right. think, oh, they're going to be low-key, low-key hateful, like, well, he says this and that, but he doesn't really mean it. Well, this is a, this right. is a country that was founded on slavery and, and subjugation and right. had a civil war over it. 
So you can't just go out talking loose like that and not expect what? Oh, expect people with Confederate flags to march in the Capitol, chasing down right. officers, you know, harassing this, this African-American officer, beating another officer to death, right? This ain't about right. blue lives matter. This is about all that right. other stuff. So what do you do with that bender? Some people may stay with them at the end. Other people may go, well, if this is what we were doing, if this is what they stand for, they don't want to be a part of it anymore. And that could be progress too. And I don't mean they can't be Republicans mm -hmm. or conservative or pro-life. I don't mean any of that. I work very hard to be fair to all the issues in my work. I mean, right. Donald Trump has not taken an ounce of responsibility for an insurrection that involved killing. So if mm. you're out there and you're a Trump supporter and your guy won't take responsibility, this is a time to say right. not, oh, you can't be a Republican, but do you? Do you want to post something? Do you want to say something? Or are you also right. going to just stand and be silent with this? Because we've learned right. throughout world and, history, and it, it, silence in the face of this right. leads just, to more. It's just as good as mm -hmm. being guilty. Yeah. It's just like being guilty. Well, that says a lot about him. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Man, moving, moving on. on. Hip-hop. Polit politics. What's going on? Like, everybody's into it. Um, I'm seeing more support. And, and, and shout out to, um, you know, Georgia for pulling this Senate runoff. But I have to ask myself, like, could it have been done without the culture of hip-hop? I mean, Stacey Abrams showed up on the intro to the verses. Like, she's, a, she's an OG for that right at this point. Uh, you know, Joe Biden called me out to help him, you know, uh, rally, rally the, uh, the, the people of Georgia. Uh, same thing with Ossoff and, um, and, and Warnock. I heard you're going to go from my and... president is black to my president is old. <laughs> that, that's the re, re, remix. Um, um, but it's crazy because I remember a time when, you know, they was trying to ban sure. me on CNN and all these different places. And now it's just like, you know, they, they realize the influence that we have. And a lot of us are not all the way with it because, of course, you know, some people supported sure. Trump and some people supported who they supported. But that's their personal opinion. But I just I just want to know, you know, what what the uh, what the common denominator is and, and, and just how both worlds can intertwine like that, because where you have music and then people look at it like, OK, it's it's hip hop, it's culture. But then when it comes to a time in the world where it has to make mm -hmm. a change and things have to change, they have to call on these same people that they demonize or put to the side because right. of what they represent. But they, but we have our finger on the pulse of the culture and it has to be voices 
that they respect mm-hmm. and they trust. So when I think about hip hop and politics, tell yes. me what you see. Well, let me put it like this. This is Jeezy. So we got a lot of Jeezy fans listening, I bet. Fair? Right, right. I would hope, I hope so. so. I would hope so. Fair. Let me, let me tell it like fair. this to Jeezy fans. <laughs> Joe Biden didn't call, his campaign didn't call Jeezy to help Jeezy. The campaign called mm-hmm. Jeezy to help Joe Biden. That's right. how politics works. Right? Mm. That's how politics right. works. So you, and I would say even more important than you, the bond you have, the credibility you have right. with your community, mm-hmm. which is in Georgia, with, with the people who listen to you and follow you, which is international, that's special. And they do their jobs well enough to figure out where that is. And they, they want that. Now you have your own ethics and your reasoning for who you support, right. just right. like you were a vocal in Obama, right. which you and I talked about on air. But that's important. Let's, mm-hmm. Don't ever forget that I'm speaking to the listeners that that's hip hop. That's you. That's that you've discerned who to listen to and your vote matters. And these politicians, they want that. Then you still make up your own mind. Not everyone's going to what they're going to get is an audience that they might not get. Right. Not, it's not like, right. oh, Jeezy likes this. So I'm definitely doing that. But it's it might be like, well, let me give it a listen. Let me see what this, the campaign is. Right. Or in the case of Georgia, ain't usually uh, elections in January, right? So it right. might be as simple as like, well, you have a fallen people like, if you're not, a, if you're not a, a total nerd and you're living your life and it's COVID and it's a recession, and I ain't talking about Jeezy recession, I'm talking about the recession. <laughs> That's right. Bars. <laughs> then, Bars. Then, yeah, you might be busy enough to not know, oh, wait, what? We just had an election. No, no, now there's an extra one. Why? That's weird. So, so they, they, yeah, they yeah. want you, they want your community they want hip-hop that's because hip-hop has credibility hip-hop is the lingering mm. enduring language of a, a, a huge part of america particularly a slightly younger america by which in politics younger means like under 50 means not seniors right um right and so i think that's that's important and it then also goes to the contrast you drew which is we're coming off very recent history where a lot of politicians in both parties would demonize hip hop, would use hip hop as a stand in to attack what I would call just mm-hmm. black America to show they could stand mm-hmm. up to that, to associate it with crime. And yes, we all know there's plenty of songs that are about street life and involve criminal discussion, but there's plenty of songs that don't. So I think right. it, is a, it is a contrast. I think the question always in, in politics would be, all right, what does the community get back for it, right? And how do you keep that going so it's not just around the campaigns or around election time when they need something, but how do you build that up? Mm. I do think if you look at today's Democratic Party, it's more diverse than it's ever been in its, in its elected leadership. A woman of right. color is uh, in, heading into the White House, Vice, Vice President-elect President Harris. That's mm. never happened before. Mm. Um, Obama did interesting things with hip-hop, although I do think as the first black president, he, he was definitely like embracing, but he had to talk <clears> a lot. I, I, got, I got love for Obama, but when I didn't get that White House invi- invitation, I don't know. There was a lot. Let me say this. <laughs> there were people in that room who hadn't sold as much as you. <laughs> I mean, it, it sold. They, they didn't even make the My President's Black song. So how'd like, that I happen? They just, that was an oversight? Because I know the, the meeting you're I, talking about. I think that my past Ooh. is real. And, I, and that's what I can really say. I'm quite sure when the, the, the Secret Service, when they did their work, they're like, okay, this, this is this is this is a real guy. Like this ain't just rap, you know. And I, I, because I, I, that's the only thing it could be. Because other than that, I've done everything right, so it would have to be my past. But I had to ask myself, like, damn, like, you know, I, I really got out because and, and the thing about being in a leadership position, like, you, you, you know, if you don't have any passion, that's like having a, a Rolls Royce with no fuel. You know what I mean? Like I got passed, so I was passionate about it, and and I really get out here and put my credibility on the line because I wasn't supposed to even be concerned with stuff like that. I was already the people's yep. champ, and then to not to get invited, and I saw some of the people that was there. I'm like, damn, what he do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what he say? I mean, you would have came out better getting public enemy or somebody who was really, you know what I'm saying? I I mean, you know, like NWA or something, or like somebody who really stood for this, you know, this this culture, and um. You know, I was just like, damn, and, and, and then sometimes you got to really ask because yeah, yourself, because it's just like sometimes you are not close enough to the ground to actually see what people really gravitate to or what people really what, what really has the influence. Because, you know, I pride myself on, you know, and it was a choice for me 
to evolve. But I also knew that I because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. You know what I mean? The top is not crowded. So for me, it's just like, how can I position myself to help my coach? And I go through it a lot now where people are like, oh, you're selling out, you're in the politics. It's like, no, I just know this guy's not right for us. And if I can go talk to this guy and it makes sense, I'm going to side with this because this is a better thing for us, not me. Like my kids, our future, their future is not the end all be all, but it has to start somewhere. And now we're in a, we're in a position where we can sit down with these people because I, I don't remember... I don't even know who was president when Tupac was doing this thing, but I'm quite sure they didn't sit down with him. It's probably scared to death of him, you know. So for now, I took a lot of time to, you know, evolve, you know, read, uh, 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 you know, get mentors, you know, just better my mindset so that I can be more effective because the, the problem was I was going into these situations without any knowledge. So I don't know what to ask for anyway. I don't know the questions to ask. I'm just sitting down with these people. And I'm kind of glad I didn't walk in with Obama because I ain't know what the hell to ask him. But, you know, we're going to take this flick and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying, chop it up a little bit. But it's just like, now I got real questions. And, and, and it's crazy because had I not been able to get into music and, and, and be able to have influence because I am a real guy and I failed way more times than I succeeded and to get in a place where I'm at least respected for my integrity and who I am and the music that I made that got me in a position where I'm able to go even have these conversations, even support anybody, because you got to think, you know, you go back 10 years or 15 years, I, I taxpayer, I didn't even know what that was. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, now mm -hmm. I am a taxpayer. Now I am a staple of my community. Now I am a, 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 a Grammy nominated recording artist. And yeah, I do have a gangster past and I do, I have been through some things, but now I can sit down with the president elect and I can say, Hey, listen, I understand what you got going on, but these are our concerns. And I'm speaking mm -hmm. for all of us, at least the ones that feel like I feel, but that wouldn't happen without hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I got to sit back and look at it and go, ain't yeah. that, ain't that something hip hop and politics? Yeah, and I think I, I, that's really interesting. And, you know, for those listening, we're talking about specifically when president Obama had a bunch of leaders in hip hop and some R and B at the white house um yes he did and uh and then you have my but you have jeezy with all the roots and my president is black and everything else right i, all I that, think the all that and, but, I, and i'm i'm sitting at the crib looking at the picture like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think the, like you know i think the other thing <laughs> the other thing i'll say about hip-hop is this is real life storytelling even when it has exaggeration and bravado and so right, right. if you take like a a a classical musician like Mozart contributed a lot, but it's so different. Nobody says, but did Mozart really live that life? Jeezy, was right. Mozart really out there with those keys? He's about that. Did he really trap? <laughs> but doesn't he, was he really in the was he really in the band though? It doesn't it doesn't even compute, right? It's not the question. But with yeah. hip hop, whether yeah. you are you know, in Atlanta listening to it and you actually are out there and you know some some people or you're just a person, you know, we got hip hop fans all over the world. This culture is global, this black American culture, and it can be more than that, but it is it is first right. and foremost, this black American culture, um, it has fans and followers around the world. That's great. Hip hop's never said, as far as I'm, as far as I hear it, you tell me if you, you know, see it different, but hip hop's never said, you have to be this, you have to move here and pretend to be this, that's not real either. Hip hop right. said, this right. is real. This is what's going on here. Let me tell you this truth. And then right. the rest of the world can deal with that. Uh, and so that's, that's about keeping it real. Like some phrases come and go, right? Like, I don't know if we'll be saying bop in five years, right? Lingo changes. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it right. real has always maintained as a phrase in hip hop because it's always important because that's authentic. So you're gonna have a different mm. level of connection. I think hip hop has a different level of storytelling, right? Than other forms of music that might be awesome, but just doesn't connect in that way. So people really feel you, people really look up to you, people really see, and when you see people evolve, when you see Jay-Z go from being, yes, gangster, trap, selling, all that stuff, which is narrated right, in his bars, right. to something else, to being right. an entrepreneur, to being a business, to then saying, oh, being an entrepreneur is not enough, because if somebody else has 51%, then they're still in charge of way too much. Now you want ownership. Then, now ownership. You want ownership. then it's like, oh, I'm a great right. owner, but am I a good dad? 
okay, well, how many of us mm. have excelled or worked on one part of life only to, to try to figure out another? And then to be an artist, seeing mm. what an artist does and what hip hop does that other people don't do is other people in politics, they hide it, they have the PR, they, you know, they massage it, they run an ad to make it go away. Jay-Z, Beyonce, they shared with us what they were going through. What is more raw in art mm -hmm. than that? So I think that's why hip hop, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. yeah, the length of the song may change, the platform may change, the streaming may right, change, right. the younger artists are doing it a little right. different. But boy, when right. it comes back to, is this real or not? Like, to me, that's the other part of yeah. why that overlaps what you're, what you're talking about. Right. And I also think that, you know, and, and I always use the term as leadership because I don't think people realize even your favorite artists or people that you really support, they've been elected by the people. The, the the people made them who they are and it's because they're they're intrigued by the fact that you made it out of dire circumstances because even with even with my music and what i've done with my life you know i, I made a decision that instead of just talking about you know what i'm gonna do i, I want to lead by example by showing people this is what i'm doing even if it's not the cool even if it's not the coolest thing to do at the time mm -hmm. because i do know when jay-z was making this transition it wasn't cool to be an entrepreneur Everybody wanted to be a gangster, you know what I'm saying? Then when he started making his transition, you know, I remember the songs, um, you know, 30s to New 20 and not wearing baseball jerseys and start wearing button-ups. And people were like, yo, he tripping. But you can't get you can't get you can't do, get them, you can't get people out of button ups. We gotta do the exact bar if we're gonna do it. <laughs> but, yeah, you got it. Go ahead. How's it go? Um, I don't wear jerseys, I'm 30 plus, a still pair of jeans right. and a button up. The button up, yeah. And it's just like, but that's hip hop growing up. You know what I'm saying? That's it coming into his own. And I think what makes people gravitate to it is because here you have these chosen people that come out of the slums, the the most demonized, you know, places on earth, and then they come up like a shining star and they hold on to that. And some of them make it, and then some of them don't. You know, you look at Pop Smoke. Look at Nipsey Hussle, which mm. one of my great friends, like he Nipsey was great. Like, I, like that was greatness. You know, he was coming into that. And but we deal with so many dire circumstances. When you look at somebody like Jay-Z that came from the Marcy Projects, and you look at the example he set and the way he's evolved in his life, you gotta go, damn, like that's the goal. So you you but you still wanna keep your authenticity. So you don't wanna get there and then you're watered down. So that's the even harder process. So it's still you keeping it real. You're not losing your roots. You're not losing, you know, who you are as a person. You're not selling out. And I think that's why, you know, the world respects it. And that's why it's the largest genre of music. But at the same time, it's like when you have the people that run the world. And I always say that to myself um, when I used to have conversations with people. They'd be like, yo, I'd be like, yo, I can go in an arena with 60,000 people and they're going to recite every word for a whole hour. I don't know many presidents mm -hmm. can do that. <laughs> Just so we clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just so we clear. And I feel that that's a power in its own. And the power lies in how you navigated through life to get to where you are without falling short or or, or getting played out or, or becoming a statistic or ending up behind bars. And you see these kids like, you know, people talk about Bobby Smyrna like every mm -hmm. day. Like, you never not hear about this kid. And when he get home, he's going to be bigger than anything you can think of because when I sit back and listen to how he took his deal and he he was he was willing to do more time so that his homies can do less time, you know, even though I'm growing and I shouldn't even be thinking about that, I'm going like, yo, this is a Ooh. real dude. And that makes me respect. How he grew up, where he mm. came from, and what he's about. But then on the flip side, you have somebody like myself who's evolving, and I go, damn, like, you know, I got to still stick to that G code, but I, I'm, I'm looking at, through a different scope. So I'm trying to get farther so cats like him when he come home and they see where a, a person like myself is at, you know, um, you know, 15 years in the game and that far removed you know, I know it's crazy for my homies to see me on my own talk show or even doing a podcast or even sitting down with Joe Biden or even because it's just like, yo, Jeezy was just on the block with us. But that's what makes it real. So when I see him making moves like that and doing the things that he do, just look at the credibility that he has. So why if he comes out 
And let's just say, I don't think he would be in the politics, you know, off the rip. But let's just say, you know, somebody wants to sit down with him that needs that influence. He got millions and millions of kids sitting, waiting on his every word because they believe him. You know what I'm saying? They 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 believe what he went through was real, and they know he sat in that jail cell all that time. And he he kept it solid. He ain't complained one time. And when he gets out, they're gonna give him their ears. And I think that's what hip hop is. And it's sad to say, you know, the harder it is for you, the more believable you are. And I think that's what mm. the politicians see. They they sit back and they go, okay, he's from where all these things are going on. He understands it. How can we get involved? And if you look at the layer going back to the Senate runoff of the people that they enlisted and the people that they came and sat with, it's more who's a little more polished and refined that we can sit down and talk to who's not going to spin this left or right. And that would be a Jeezy. That would be a T.I. That would be a Killer Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because we have enough knowledge to know, okay, well, all right, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, this is the way I'm going to go about it. One thing I was um, doing this uh, campaign with the Atlanta Hawks and... um so they did a jersey for me and everything. This is a real Atlanta jersey. And I came out and they had a snowman on it. And I sat there for a minute and thought to myself, like, they know damn. It, they know what it means? I, I would imagine so. But, like, when I was first, you know, like, I would have never thought that I would be on an Atlanta Hawks jersey. Like, you know, well, that don't make sense snowman. to me. <laughs> it's with the snowman. Like, a real snowman emblem. But it just shows you um, the power of hip-hop, you know? If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So let me ask you, like, as far as your favorite artist, who do you feel like understand what's going on in the world and speak on it um, in a respectful way that you respect where they're coming from? You know, I, I love Kendrick and, and, and what he does and what he says. He knows how to go away and come back, but he always has something real to say. So that mm. would be my pick. Well, first of all, we're here. Shout out to Jeezy. I got to tell you, yes, uh, sir. To, to mention, you know, I do this show, uh, Nebuary Radio, on Apple Music Hits now. Um, yes, you've sir. You've the beat. I got to get you on Nebuary someday when you have the time. I'm there. Great. I'm there. Um, I'm pulling Lou, up. I was just thinking, just to give one Jeezy example, and then I'll do others. But I was okay. just playing on there, uh, I do, with you okay. and Jay-Z okay. and Andre. Andre one of those classic tracks yeah. that holds up so well and it overlaps right. with what we're talking about, where it's love and commitment, and how do those work in life? Mm. And wow. it seems like you and Jay start talking about that, where you, I do, I do, I do, and it feels like marriage, but you flip it to married to the game, street, right to the streets. and that loyalty. Yeah, right. But then by the end, Andre takes it back to loving a woman and being a real marriage. Right. Right. I think that's what he was talking about because he was talking about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you got to break Andre bars down because I remember when I first heard the verse, I was like, damn, he 
snap. <laughs> so were you guys were you guys all together for that or you were trading verses and listening? No, well it was crazy because um I I, I sent the song to and, and it's crazy because I, I ran in three, like three's like a unicorn. Mm. Andre 3000 people, that's what we talk about. The other half of the almighty outcast. Andre 3000 like a unicorn. You might see him in a strip club in the corner, minding his business. You might see him walking down Rodeo in some cowboy boots. Like he just, he just Andre. And I ran into Andre um, coming out of a hotel in LA that I was staying at the hotel for a couple of days. I had a lot of press stuff to do. And when I came downstairs, I ran into him the same place I saw him at like six months before that. I was coming out of the elevator. He was going up. I said, yo, Dre, what's going on? Jeez, what's good, baby? I said, yeah, you out here working? He's like, yeah. I said, yo, so listen, I got this 10th anniversary show coming up and I want you to perform um, with me. And, you know, I want him to come out and do what I do. And he was like, man, you know, Atlanta hadn't seen Andre for like Ooh. 10 years. He's like, man, let me think about it. And 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 he called me out the blue. He's like, yo, my my homie's telling me this is something I really need to be at. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be in the Fox Theater. It's going to be crazy. He's like, I'm there. So he called me. He's like, what should I wear? <clears throat> and I was like, you know, that Braves jersey, man. People see you in that Braves jersey, they know you mean business. He's like, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. So long story short, we backstage. We're getting ready. To like three is here. He comes back in. You know, the whole show's got cordless mics. He wants a mic with a cord. I'm like, yo, <laughs> get him a mic with a cord. It's 3,000. And when I tell you, three came out there to do his verse for I Do, uh, three had on a denim, denim outfit with some cowboy boots. I was just looking at him like, yo, what happened to the, the, the Atlanta Braves jersey? And, you know, but he killed it. And it, it, it was crazy for him to come out. So shout out to three for that. And we got a lot of love for three, man, because three's solid. You know, he he's a real Atlanta. Like, he he's, he's, the post of Atlanta when it comes to that because what what he did by pushing the barriers and and um and and what he did musically him and Big Boy is is, is you know undeniable. But uh, to answer your question about the the record is I had um I I called three around that time and got I mean uh, when I saw him the first time in the hotel and, and was like yo I need you to get on this record and he was just like yo send it to me. So a couple months went by and he just sent it back and I'm just like yo this is crazy. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, yo, I gotta get Jay-Z on this record. So I called Jay and I'm like, yo, I got this record, man, me, you, and 3000. He's like, yo, he's like, it's crazy. I was like, yo, it's one of them ones. But anybody with some sense know, <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> you don't get on no three song with 3000 without hearing his verse first. So Jay was like, yeah, send it, but send his verse too. <laughs> <laughs> send his verse too. So I sent the record, Jay knocked it out and, um. I was this close to getting the video, man. I was this close to getting the video. And 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 I got on the phone with Dre and he's just like, Jeezy, I love you. But I just I don't I don't feel like doing videos right now. And I just respect. had to respect it. But I think it made it more classic. And uh shout out to Jay, uh Jay Z and uh Andre three thousand for getting out. on there. It's crazy because I, I saw I saw a picture yesterday on Instagram with us three in the picture. I never know we all th three oh, took really? a picture That's together. Wild. So. Yeah, Graham's funny yeah. for that, I'm sure for you, because you probably had moments in your career where you were so, so busy yeah. you didn't know which you know which thing was being memorialized. Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean of the video. It's funny, Drake has a video where Lil Wayne, I believe, was unavailable because I think he was incarcerated, and they but they wanted to make the video, and so they do. They had a thing where, like, they basically had someone in a mask looking sort of like Lil Wayne, you know, and that's how they, like, covered it. But to your point, right. like, yeah, I mean, nowadays, especially with the younger generation, like, whatever, people can find good music. I, I, anyone listening, if you don't know, right. I do, for whatever reason, go go put it on when the Jeezy podcast is over. Uh, but, yeah, is. but the videos sometimes make a difference. Like, I know as a fan, if there was a video with you, Jay, and Three Stacks, I'd be rewatching that, you know, because right. I like videos, they just take you into the song and sometimes in a deeper way. Yo, me and Jay had, me, Jay, we got a record called Seen It All. And for for those you don't know, I probably have more songs with Jay Z than he got with Biggie Smalls, Notorious Big, which is crazy. Um, was we had this song "Seen It All," so it, it had a Chinese sample from a movie. So it took us, you know, almost a year to get the sample cleared. I finally got the sample cleared. And me and Jay listened to the record, and he says, uh, "Yeah, we got to shoot a video for this. We're gonna go down to Miami. I'm gonna call Puff. We're gonna have the Jets back to back to back. Then we're gonna go to Live, take it over. Then we're gonna take over the Fountain Blue. It's gonna be crazy." Yo, I'm 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 hyped. I'm like, oh, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, and man, I don't know what happened. Uh, I got busy. He got busy, and I kind of got off of it. 
Um, and, and we never uh, shot the video, but I just had to sit back and think. Like, we sitting on his jet. We on Jay's jet. We flying somewhere. And he like, yo, we're going to see the video. Jets back to back. back. You know what I mean? going to call Puff. It's going to be crazy. And I'm like, damn. He's like, we're going to take over Fountain Blue. And this one was like, Liv was like, yeah. the club. Like, he's like, we're going to go to Liv, shut it down, get the big, the big, uh, I forget what they call the Ace of Spade bottles. That's almost the size of a human being. Like, we're going to get like 10 of those. It's going to be crazy. And, uh. Every time I think about it, I'm gonna tell. This is this is my message to my people out there. I like to, I like to get, uh, uh, get a message to them every time that I do this this podcast. Listen, it's 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 about the now, baby. Don't ever wait. Don't mm. take your time. Be aggressive. Be relentless. And and, and don't blink. If you want to do something, say yeah. Let's do it tomorrow. I tell you what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Don't wait till next week, next month. None of that, man. And any time I've done that. It hasn't worked out for me. So just stay relentless. I'll, I'll double down on that and say, yeah. think about the last big thing you did before COVID and the lockdowns. And think about, mm. it might have felt like random at the time. It might have been just brunch with your mom. Might have been dinner with a friend. Right. Might have been bigger. Whatever it was, think how valuable it would be now to go. No mask, no BS, mm. no weight. And be right. and you didn't know we couldn't have known this is this is humanity. We didn't know that night was the last one. Maybe you heard something coming with this and that, but you know what I mean? Like whether it's on a personal scale, because we're only but lucky enough to wake up each day, or on a global scale, like, yeah, you gotta do it. I mean, before I guess before we wrap up, I'll answer the the, the other question you said. So for me, artists who like are really like that I'm jamming to, like right. Holistically, Jay-Z is definitely one of my number ones. Um, it's funny, I guess if I said number ones plural, I'm already cheating. But like Jay-Z is like for me everything, you know? Okay. <laughs> there you um, go. And I think there you go. <laughs> it's interesting because he's great on understanding how the world works in every way, in every life stage. And he, he can be political, although I don't think he's think of, thought of as much as a conscious rapper. He himself has alluded to that. Um, I think when you say, yeah, Kendrick, uh, most deaf, um, yes, Andre for just the the clever, amazing, mind bending style. Kanye, I always like because Kanye yes. is just way out of the box. So whether you agree or not, like you're gonna if you put the time in, particularly over how his albums have evolved, he's got almost a fully different rap sound on every album. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but right. I'll give you like just one example when we think about studying the the poetry of it, if, if you want, I pulled up here. Yeah, for sure. I pulled up. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> um, let's do it. You remember most deaf mathematics? This is over 20 years old. Okay. So when we talk about. Okay, yeah, I'm quite sure when you, when you, when you say the lyrics. We talk about I'm what low. can we learn from this poetry? Yo, it's one universal law, but two sides to every story. Three strikes, you be in for life, mandatory. Four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth. The millennium is here. It's six million ways to die from the seven deadly thrills. Eight-year-olds getting found with nine mils. It's 10 p.m. Where'd your seeds at? What's the deal? He on the hill puffing krill to keep their belly filled. Light in the ass with heavy steel. Sights on the pretty shit in life. Young soldiers trying to earn their next stripe. When the average minimum wage is 515, you best believe you got to find new ground to get cream. The white unemployment mm. rate. Well, it's more than nearly triple for black. So frontliners got their gun in your back, bubble and crack, jewel theft and robbery to combat poverty and end up in the global jail economy. Stiffer stipulations attached to each sentence, budget cutbacks, but increased police presence. And even if you get out of prison, still live and join the other five million under state supervision. This is business, no faces, just lines and statistics from your phone, your zip code, to your SSI digits, the system break man, child and women into figures, two columns for who is and who ain't blank. Numbers is hardly real and they never have feelings, but you push too hard, even numbers got limits. Why did one straw break the camel's back? Here's the secret, the million other straws underneath it, it's all mathematics. Wow, <laughs> bars, bars, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, <laughs> I want to thank my guest today, man. Good friend of mine, and always keeping it a hundred. And we appreciate everything you do out there, brother, and 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 everything you're about, and everything you stand for. 
and you know keep pushing and supporting the culture man we see you every time you drop those videos you shout one of us out everybody I appreciate going crazy, that thank you, know you sir saying? like what what your poetry what most staff like anyone listening to this go put that yes, on sir. it's sad the only yeah. thing is the parts of it that are still too relevant today are the parts we all got to work on that's what i think because that was 20, 20 right. plus years that's ago right. um thank you jeezy already brother hey listen we here happy new year and it's always work in progress ladies and gentlemen y'all give it up for Ari Melbourne I'm waiting to get on that new that new show too my brother we here man appreciate you as Buddy, always brother appreciate you DP. thanks for listening to the recession podcast by Jeezy a production of Black Effect and Our Radio for more podcasts visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.